Welcome to the F1 Podcast, the Formula One podcast made to entertain, educate, and inform all Formula One fans on all things Formula One. Here are your hosts, James, the race leader, Messer, next weekend, or this weekend, or whenever, and Connor, the crew chief, Gagnon. It kind of depends on what you're looking for. So without further ado, here is the F1 Funcast. Welcome back, race fans. Welcome to the F1 Funcast. Thank you for joining me here today. I just needed to jump on here and talk to you all about the Spanish Grand Prix weekend and everything that went along with it. No chief on this cast today as he's still... Uh, fine-tuning his aerodynamic research and getting things in order on that front. We've got two episodes coming for you later in the week. This is just a quick pit stop because we've got a few things to talk about. I'm excited. I'm excited as a Formula One fan. And and I know I don't want to, you know, state my preferences too often on here, but as a Mercedes fan, very happy with this past weekend. Very happy with where things are going in Formula One. Had a great time this weekend. I watched some IndyCar and watched some F1. It's a great weekend for motorsport all around. I think these weekends have been getting better and better, to be honest. We've got Le Mans, Le Mans, Le Mans this weekend as well, which is just the top of the top. So let's jump in. Let's talk about it. The Spanish Grand Prix weekend has come and gone. And what did you all think? What did you think about qualifying, about practice? This was a tough one for me this week as... The practice sessions were at about 2.30, 3.30 in the morning, and the races were pretty early, but sleep schedule be damned. Here we are. Got it all in. It was a great weekend. A lot of fun to watch. And I just, I I, I couldn't wait. I can't wait. I can't contain myself with with, with all the happiness I feel after this weekend. And, And again, you know, we know Red Bull's running away with it, right? And Max Verstappen can just, you know, he could he could walk to the championship for now. But I think we're seeing a, a narrowing of the field. And we're seeing we're seeing um, cars bringing upgrades that are useful in, in closing closing the gap a bit to Red Bull. They're not, you know, I don't, nobody's going to catch them this year. Let's be honest about that. But could Mercedes win a race by the end of the year? Sure. Could Ferrari, if they straighten things out, get back to the front? Some pole positions, win a race, get some podiums. Absolutely. Aston Martin, tough weekend for them. Those guys, I don't, not sure exactly what went on there, but um, you know, tough weekend for Aston Martin. But again, they, they've been, they've been right there all year, so it's okay to take a little baby step backwards. And uh, but it, I just thought, I thought this weekend was a great weekend to watch, and I thought qualifying was fun. I thought the Grand Prix itself was pretty fun. And uh, I know I was texting Connor a bit over the weekend how it seemed like there were finally overtakes happening. There were finally there was finally some action. If you watch that race from you know P five to P fifteen, that was tight. There was, there was up and down. There was action all over the grid, and it was really a race where race strategy, tire management, it all was important in order to secure your best possible uh, finish. Where some races it seems kind of preordained what the stops are going to be, what the strategy is going to be. This weekend really seemed like there was a lot up in the air. There was a lot of uh, opportunity to make gains. And I'll tell you, as a as a as uh, someone who, who roots for Mercedes to 
to close that gap to Red Bull. I was encouraged. I thought um, their upgrades definitely seemed to be putting them, you know, forward-facing in the right direction. And it was nice to see uh, the smile on Lewis Hamilton's face return. And I don't know if Total Wolf has smile programmed into his uh, operating system, but if he does, I'm sure someone plugged in the smile input on Total Wolf this weekend, which was really nice to see. Those guys have been struggling for a year and a half now. And don't get me wrong. That's like saying, you know, the, the richest person in the world had a year and a half worth of worth of struggle. It's not the end of the world. And, and Mercedes certainly uh, has not been uh, beaten down like some other teams. They've, they've had a tough time. But they're also, you know, one of the top of the class. And it was nice to see them in their car um, performing at a level that seems to be a little bit more in line with expectations and it's tricky it's tricky to get a feel for if they close that gap or not because a lot of a lot of those last laps with uh lewis and george were getting some drs or lewis was getting some drs in the traffic and max was not getting any drs up at the front so it's kind of tough kind of tough to gauge that in terms of if they've gained any ground on red bull if max was only pushing at 80 percent 90 percent but at least it's clear to me that the Mercedes car is headed in the right direction. You know, if you look at Checo, we started near the back of the grid and he pushed, but let's suppose we had two Sergio Perez's in those Red Bulls. We might have a, a tight race at the top of the standings right now. The constructors could look a little bit different, the, the, the title change, but we don't. We have Max Verstappen, and he's otherworldly right now, and you got to give him all the credit in the world doing what he's doing. And, I mean, it's... Uh, it's really something to see, and he's still on pace for, you know, the greatest season in F1 history, but it's nice to see. It's nice to see these other these other teams um, really pushing, and I was a little, I will be honest, I was a little disappointed for Ferrari. Um, once again, it just seems like they've got some gremlins in, in that car that they, they brought upgrades that just, I mean... I don't want to say they didn't pan out, but when you bring your upgrades, especially to a wide open circuit like that, you're really hoping for a positive result. And and Charles Leclerc was really having a having a really hard weekend, and and Carlos Sainz, you know, I think they on the Ferrari wall were probably hoping for a little bit better, especially with Leclerc's car. Something's going on there, but really discouraging to see. Um, you know, they brought these upgrades, and they've got the drivers they want, and they just can't quite get that last little bit of whatever's holding them back in the car. Um, they can't quite work it out, and hopefully they're ironing it out now. I'd love to see Ferrari pushing for pole positions in the weeks to come. I'd love to see a three-way race between Ferrari, Mercedes, Aston Martin. That would be a lot of fun to see those cars pushing each other. And, you know, it just it was one of those weekends where things happened. You know, stuff was going on up and down the grid. I felt, after qualifying, I felt great. Felt great for Lando Norris. I thought, man, I think he qualified P3. He was, it just looked like maybe McLaren had something this weekend. Turn two, clips Lewis Hamilton, has to pit to get a new wing, and that was the end of his race. And I'm not sure they do. I think McLaren might have had that one lap qualifying pace that, uh, you know, it was 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 good on Saturday, but I'm not sure if their race pace would have been there, even if they didn't have that incident, if Lando didn't have that incident with Hamilton on turn two, but still very, you know, discouraging. 
because I don't think, I don't think that Lando would have fallen out of the points if he if he had a clean start P three. I think he would have been right there. I think it could have been, um, you know, maybe a P five P six somewhere in there. Maybe he split the Aston Martins. It's hard to say, and again, it's hard to say because Oscar Piastri didn't have a great weekend. So is it the car or the driver? Who's to say? Who knows? But just one of these weekends where things really did seem to be happening. And even even the midfield, you know, especially the midfield. I mean, Yuki Sonoda, what do you guys think about that penalty? Because he, he drove his butt off all weekend long. And he was up P6, P7 for a while there. And I know that AlphaTauri, you're going to catch the AlphaTauri. But, ah. I don't know. I felt so bad for Yuki. He raced his butt off. He deserved some points. And to get that five-second penalty right at the end of the race, it was questionable the way he pushed Joe Ganyu off. But, I, you know, you, you got to feel for Yuki. And, and I have a feeling that for Yuki Sonoda, that's just going to light the fire under him. And he's going to come out. He's going to come out blazing as fast as he can. And, and to see... The difference between Yuki Tsunoda and his teammate Nick DeVries shows that Yuki really is a, a, a he's a, like a torpedo out there. He really, he's got something going. He's got the pace for sure. And, uh, you know, just really, really sad to see that that happened and that he got that penalty. And, and speaking of his teammate Nick DeVries, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it on the podcast right now. I have a feeling Nick DeVries might be... Uh, might be the first man we have to do a a hardly new ye podcast for because I just he's not getting anything out of that car. Alfatari hasn't really been fully committed to him in the first place, so just really tough stuff. Um, really tough stuff for Nick DeVries, and I, I I'd hate to say it, but feels like he might be the first man out this year. Also feeling the same way a little bit, and this one hurts even more. But old friend Valtteri Bottas, I there's a vibe. There's a vibe around him right now where I feel like he's just having fun and he's playing out the string and he's doing what he can, but the writing's a little bit on the wall. I don't know his contract situation. I don't want to speculate, but it feels like Valtteri might be um, on that same that same thin ice watch list as Nick DeVries, which is too bad because Valtteri's been such a great uh, champion and team player over the years that... Uh, you know, but that's the nature of the game, right? There's only so many seats, and if you don't perform, or if you don't get the most out of your your car and, and perform, you're gonna you're gonna go. It, that's it. There's no there's nothing. Um, there's no saving grace. It's it's a zero sum business, and I think uh, the Alpha Romeo and Alpha Tari teams are probably looking to 2024 already, and and um, looking looking through the drivers market, but. Yeah, I mean, even even the whole the whole midfield race was really fun to watch, and I I also enjoyed seeing Fernando Alonso helping his teammate. Lance Stroll was in sixth, and Alonso was in seventh, and Alonso wasn't going to pass Stroll. He was almost playing defense as a blocker for him. Um, really cool teammate move. I think Fernando's really made a point this year of trying to be a good teammate, trying to show that he can uh, he doesn't have to be. You know the one. If he if he if he's got the pace and he's in the place, he's going to go for it. But Fernando certainly seems to be having more of a a fun cerebral approach to this season, and uh, that's a lot of fun to watch. And he's he's a lot of fun to watch. I really Fernando Alonso is someone who's just really grown on me over the past few months, and 
I've enjoyed, you know, reading about him and learning about him and uh, the home race for, for, he, for he and uh, Carlos Sainz. Really a beautiful thing there in Spain. And, and they were they were treated right by the fans. And uh, just just a lovely, lovely weekend altogether there in Barcelona. Although I've got to say, do you think, I mean, do you think these guys are getting tired of the Dutch national anthem over and over and over every weekend? Because nobody's going to catch Max. I mean, you hate to say it, but to catch Max Verstappen, there's going to have to be some some sort of uh, bad luck on their, on Max's end, some sort of issue, some rain, some technical problems, something like that. So the Dutch national anthem certainly is playing on repeat in the Formula One world right now. But the whole race, I just, I had to get on here and talk to you guys. I, I'm really, really excited about where Mercedes is headed. And uh, those upgrades that they brought really do seem to be making a difference. And I believe, I believe they just, today, and I, I might be getting ahead of myself, and I know Chief doesn't like when I do this, but I think they re-signed George Russell today through 2025. I'm almost positive I saw that, which is the right move. You know, it's it's certainly the right move to bring George back. There's all the speculation online about Charles Leclerc. He's getting tired of all the issues at Ferrari. Where is he going to go? I don't think he's going anywhere. And, and the speculation was for he could join Mercedes. He could join Red Bull. He could join this. But it's not looking like it's going to be Mercedes if he goes anywhere at all. Um... And I don't think he will. I think he, he believes in that team. I know he's frustrated, but Ferrari's doing everything they can to get him back to the front. And, and some of Charles's issues are his own. You know, the mistakes he makes are, are his own as well. So it's just been an interesting weekend with a lot of things moving and changing and moving parts. And um, just really exciting stuff in the world of Formula One right now. And um, so, so after... This weekend, uh, the constructors' standings have changed up a little bit, and uh, you know Red Bull's way out in front with 287 points. But then we have Mercedes at 152, Aston Martin at 134, Ferrari at 100 points. So those teams are really bunched up. Mercedes leapfrogged up into second place, but I think that's the race to watch. Those three teams the rest of the year. If we did the non-Red Bull constructors' championship, the NRBCC non-Red Bull Constructors Championship. I think it would be a lot of fun to watch those three teams as uh, as we head on into the mid mid part of the season here. The other thing happening in the standings is uh, Alpine is starting to pull away from that midfield group and put themselves firmly, um, you know, in that middle, middle tier. They, they're at 40 points, followed by McLaren at 17. And then we have Haas and Alfa Romeo at eight each. Alphatari has two points and Williams has a single constructor's point. So that's starting to uh, spread out a little bit more. And, um, you know, it was bunched up a few weeks ago, but those teams are starting to separate themselves from the rest of the pack. And uh, Haas, Alfa Romeo, Alphatari, and Williams certainly have some work to do and some catching up to do. Um, I'm sure they're also starting to, to look to 2024 as well but um what a weekend what a weekend congratulations to red bull can't take anything away from them they just keep doing it and they keep saying if you want to beat us then beat us you know but uh interesting to see christian horner getting a little bit punchy this weekend with with mercedes talking about their cost cap talking about george russell pushing someone off not getting a penalty and i think that's a good sign anytime the team that you're chasing 
starts to make cracks at you, it shows that maybe they're getting a little nervous, right? Red Bull has their cost cap penalty from last year, and they have less wind tunnel time, and and Mercedes is catching up to them, and, and Ferrari's bringing upgrades. I mean, perhaps, perhaps there's a little nervousness in that Red Bull garage that uh, 2024 could be a lot closer than 2023. I'm not saying anyone's going to catch them this year, but maybe some nervousness starting to trickle into that into that garage about... Um, you know, they, they could be hitting a wall in their development and Mercedes, Ferrari, Aston Martin could be hitting uh, hitting their stride and really starting to pull things together. So just interesting stuff. Wanted to jump on here, talk to you guys about this past weekend. Please email me your thoughts, your predictions, anything um, about this weekend, about the weekend coming up in, in two weeks. We've got a gap here, so there's going to be a lot of podcasting going on um, at F1 Funcast. Email, Gmail, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all of that stuff. Please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. I know Connor's busy working and busy getting his aerodynamic scientific studies down. So uh, please please give him a follow on Instagram at Connor Gagnon, C-O-N-N-O-R-G-A-G-N-O-N. He'd love to hear from you guys. And I'm just really excited about uh, where things are headed. A few weeks ago, it seemed bleak. It seemed dark, but there seems to be a little bit of sunshine poking through the clouds here, and uh, very proud of proud of Mercedes and what they were able to accomplish this weekend, and proud of uh, I don't know, proud of everybody. It was a fun weekend, and and everyone had a little time to shine. I think Aston Martin might be a little disappointed with their weekend, but they're going to be right back fighting for a podium again in two weeks' time. So not too much to see there. And uh, we're going to be heading towards the silly season soon, too, as well. So if you want to send in predictions or thoughts on who could end up where or why, what teams might be making moves, please feel free to do so. We would love interacting with you all. We love being in touch. This has been uh, a really fun time, a really good start to the year now. And, you know, it's just fun racing. It's fun racing. And so, you know, I have to say, so is IndyCar. Chief there has gotten me watching some IndyCar on the weekends, and boy, it's uh, there's something to be said about IndyCar and uh, the racing they have going on, and the style of racing, and uh, it is fun to watch. It's it's chaotic. It's almost like uh, the I, I told Connor that it was <clears throat> like IndyCar's like watching the NCAA basketball, where anything can happen. It's chaos. It's it's everyone's fighting for their life, you know, anyone can win, whatever, where F1 is a little bit like watching the NBA where it's a little more plotting and a little more slow, but if you look under the hood, these guys are the best of the best, and uh, but the results can be a little bit predictable. So I've enjoyed the IndyCar, and I've enjoyed this this uh, first start to the, to the F1 season. So with all that being said, I guess I'll get out of your ear. But, um, yeah, this has been a Pit Stop Pod, the F1 Funcast, out here trying to talk to you all about Formula One. Please do send us an email, a tweet, a uh, whatever you got. We'd love to hear from you. Hope everybody has a safe and healthy weekend. And uh, say hi to your dogs for me, please. And we'll catch you all later this week with the crew chief and some scientific study. Until then, take care, everybody. 